being in the moment, breathing, moving your body and maintaining your community of people. Reach out, be creative. Hi, we are Colleen and Colleen, and we have made it our mission to spread kindness and make everyone feel like they belong. So each week we will share real life stories, motivating insights, and helpful tips that will inspire you to live a kinder, happier life. We believe that together we can make the world a much better place. Are you in? I'm in. Let's do this. Welcome to the You Fit Here podcast. Hey guys. Hi everybody. Welcome back to You Fit Here. I am CB. And I am CS. And we are so excited to be back with a duo interview again this week. I am pumped. I had to get in on this because we are interviewing CS's Pilates instructor, who we've talked about in prior episodes, and she's like all sorts of up my alley and what I need in life right now. Everybody needs her, so that's why we brought her on today. Yes. A little bit of calm. (sighs) Hopefully, she's going to help me remember to breathe today. (laughs) She will. She's so good at that. So I'm obviously very excited. Susan was my friend before she was my Pilates instructor. I don't even know that I knew for sure what you did. Like I just knew you were super cute and had a cute tushy. And then one day I was stretching at – our sons were on the same basketball team this season, which was – super duper fun. And I was stretching and Susan was working the concession stand. So she wasn't nearby, but another mom was like, what's wrong? What? And I was like, oh, I just have, you know, ongoing back stuff as everybody who's listening knows about me by now. And they were like, well, you should go see Susan. I was like, uh, okay. That's kind of weird. <laughs> Why? I need, I need some nachos at the concession stand. Okay. Yeah. And she told me, and she's like, it's just helped me so much. Susan lives in my neighborhood and her studio is in her basement. So she she coaches and teaches elsewhere as well. But I get to just hop down the street and she just literally send a little blurb about how Pilates helps her in her not just working out, but her mental state and all these other things. And we thought, well, we're going to bring her on. And then now, especially it's time. So welcome, Susan. Hi, thank you. We're so excited. I think now that all of us are home, there's so many things that this can hopefully bring to us while we are, you know, trapped, so to speak. <laughs> we'll try to look at it differently. Um, but when something like this kind of changes your life and reroutes your life, like Pilates or spinning or dance and yoga, you know, you become so passionate about it. And Colleen kept telling us that you were so passionate about this and we just needed to dive in. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. I'm happy to be here with both of you. Yay. I I also want to say, obviously, Susan has amazing equipment, but so much of of Pilates, you don't need any equipment at all. So we don't want you to think like, oh, I have to go out and buy a reformer now because I love Susan so much or anything like that. Reformers are fantastic, by the way. But we just kind of want to run through a couple of things that really stood out to us about why Susan does what she does because we feel that it will help you. So if that's okay, Susan, we're just going to dive into the the first little topic and then you can kind of take it from there and then we can do a little round table. Absolutely. Okay, cool. Okay, so CB, I'm going to have you talk about the first thing because you need it the most. So, 
So the first thing Susan said that Pilates taught her was to breathe through the tough times, especially when something is challenging, to lean into it and to breathe through it. And I, oh my gosh, remind myself to breathe about 25 zillion times a day. So tell us what this means to you, how we can implement it, everything, everything. Well, there are six core principles to Pilates. Um, And one of them is breath. Uh, Joseph Pilates, who's the inventor of this type of movement, um, really believed that um, in the flow of movement and that oftentimes we should be, um, when practicing Pilates, the pace of our movement is set by our breath. In Pilates, we do um, a different type of breath than maybe you would find in yoga Um, where, again, breath is also a very, very important component. We do breathing that's not a shallow breath, but it's nice and deep. We believe in breathing laterally outside into your ribs. We believe in the breath coming from the front of your rib cage to the back of your spine. Often in classes, uh, the class will begin with some nice short breathing exercises just to mentally prepare for what's coming in the class to get kind of centered in into your own body. The first thing we need to do is to to not just breathe, but to really feel that breath entering through your body. You know, obviously uh, Pilates is a, a fantastic, challenging form of exercise. And for me personally, I find that when I'm really struggling with a movement or um, I'm feeling especially challenged that, that one thing I like to do is to take my mind out of my body, out of that muscle that I'm, I'm trying to use and really refocus in on my breath and that oftentimes that that helps you move through that moment in time that's especially challenging. I love that. And how much was I just literally breathing in and out so deeply as you were talking? <laughs> and tell me, just because I'm curious, because I know different sports and different, um, you know, yoga or whatnot. Some are breathe in through your nose, breathe out through your mouth. Some are breathe in through your nose, breathe out through your nose. Is there a specific one that you do in Pilates? Um, I personally, when I'm practicing, I like to take a nice deep inhale through my nose. And then as I exhale, I exhale as though I'm blowing out through a straw. So very, it's a forceful, it's an audible breath. You can hear it. I like to exhale like this. Okay. Um, I find that when you exhale in that way, when you purse your lips, when you exhale as though you're blowing out a straw, you feel that engagement in your abdominal muscles um, to contract those muscles to help force that air out. That's so funny. I have this one workout that I do where every time I do this one move, I go and I like breathe it out and everything tightens up and I'm like, exactly it. That's exactly it. It's an exercise in and of itself. It really is. If you just sat and did that breath work, it's like you're engaging all of these muscles to be like, let's, let's go. We're ready. And I find that when you're doing that, I mean, you're even engaging um, your pelvic floor, which is something that's so important for women to stay connected through that entire core. And when I say core, I mean, um, from your shoulders to your hips, if you imagine that space as being a rectangle and we don't want to ignore or overlook any part of your core, and that does include your your pelvic floor. And so by exhaling forcefully, we're even engaging that deeply into your abdominals. Okay, Susan, so this makes sense to me. And obviously, 
every time that I come and do Pilates with you, you you're so gracious and kind with your compliments and tell me I'm getting better. And and I do. I feel like, oh, maybe I'm not mastering this, but um, I also feel like when I leave, I feel a little lighter. It's kind of like when you get an adjustment or something, you just feel a little bit lighter. And I have been trying to breathe in the way that that you talk me through and things like that. And I find it to be helpful now when I'm getting stressed out and before maybe I am going to say something that I, I regret or I'm just feeling overwhelmed. So how can this technique of breathing work outside of working out or Pilates? I think that one of the wonderful benefits of really focusing on your breath is that it puts you completely in the current moment. I think so much fear and anxiety comes from focusing too far into the future about the what ifs um, or sometimes our personal pain of what has happened in the past and recreating those moments. But when we take time to breathe, to really think about where am I feeling this in my body? What does this sound like? There's nowhere else you can be but the present moment. And I think, especially right now, the world is is so scary. Each day we're finding out new things. Um, I, I have three kids and the responsibility of teaching them, keeping them on track, partnering with their teachers throughout the rest of the school year is so overwhelming. And my husband, being a physician who works in the emergency department, that's scary. Um, it's all too much. It's too much. And so... And I, I think we're going to get into a little bit later, but really one of the, what really got me into Pilates in the first place was that where I was in my life, I found that through Pilates, I was taking an hour that was all about me for, for just one hour and not about me selfishly, but being in my body and being deeply connected to myself for an hour. And I think that is so lacking in our lives. And so that's, that's what I think long long answer to a short question, but I think that is the benefit of this deep breathing is, is maintaining just where we are right now. Yes. After we, I interviewed my aunt and uncle um, about the loss of their child and they referenced the book, the power of now. Yes. I love and that. oh my gosh, it's, I was like, it's so true. You're, you can't be in the future until you're in that present moment and you can't be in the past because that's already happened to you so you need to live in the space that's right now what what is in my control what is out of my control what can I I can control my breath and which is half the reason we created our breathe sweatshirt as the reminder because we really do breathe on autopilot and we don't actually take the time to I'm you know opening up my lungs I'm filling Mm -hmm. them up and now I'm doing this and centering in on those moments that we lose so many hours of the day. So many. Yes. I got goosebumps because it really, 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 really reminds me that when those things happen, especially right now, it's normally because I'm stressed or overwhelmed trying to get work done and there's a catastrophe with the Pez dispenser or whatever it may be. <laughs> but the beauty of if I feel like I'm being a bad mom, then maybe I am being a bad mom. The beauty of being able to connect with the moment that you should be in and then taking it kind of almost like being inside, so breathing and then like stepping outside and going, 
okay, work can wait for 15 more minutes and I'm going to be here now because this is what's best for them and me and whatever it may be for you. But I just really love that. I think that when we say every moment is a moment you can start again, that's a lot easier said than done. So the breath, like adding the breath to that is helpful in actually accomplishing starting again. Absolutely. Another another writer that I really love is Glennon Doyle. And she always says, um, do the next right thing. <sighs> so when, you know, especially right now when we're feeling overwhelmed, when we're feeling like there's just, there's just a mountain ahead of us, what's the next right thing to do? What's the next thing to do? I'm going to just stop and inhale and exhale. And then I'm going to do that maybe four more times. And then I'm going to figure out what the next thing I need to do is. Do you know who else says that, Susan? Who else says that? Elsa. In Frozen 2. It's a, it's a song. It's like on our shirt list. Oh, really? See, my kids are just old enough that I think I've missed that. No, 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 no. You need to watch it. It is so it. Okay, good. I mean, it's not a full episode if we don't reference Frozen 2. Right when you said it, I was like, oh, Colleen's going to die. Because I say it to my kids now, too. And I, I also love Glennon Doyle, but I thought it yeah. just came from Elsa. So it's very good to know the sources of, of these we'll phenomenal. Glennon. What's, what's up? What's yeah. up? And I really think. First, the Glennon or the egg? Yeah, probably the Glennon. At this time, Especially following those people who are like on social media, we follow her and Brene Brown and other people who are just, you know, uplifting at this time and not, they're going to help you work through stuff. They're not just going to instill fear in you or so having these people that you can, that's what you're going to consume. We're not going to go turn on the news and start to hyperventilate. We are going to, okay, let's connect with people that we know can help us with this and help us through this. We, we really, we really, really do believe that taking a, a couple minutes out, moments even, to, to breathe, and especially in the way that you described it, really can, can really make your day better. And it's up to you to do that. So there, there, there you go, guys. So good. Um, another thing you have said that Pilates has taught you is how strong you really are, that consistency and practice really do take you to the next level and that hard work pays off. Um, so what can you tell us about how this has impacted your life? So I, um, I had practiced Pilates off and on for probably the last 15 or so years, just randomly, you know, my husband would purchase, you know, for, for my birthday or for gifts, you know, some private lessons. And a couple of years ago, I was at a point in my life and I thought I'm ready to get really serious about this. And I went in and I was at a point where, although I'd been a, a very active young adult, I couldn't even touch my toes anymore. And I just thought, who am I in this body? And so I went and I thought, I'm going to give this my all for the next month and I'm going to see what happens to me. I'm going to see how I change. And it was so awesome and unexpected at my age, so I'm 43, to find a new passion, a physical passion in my life and to start to feel physically capable, physically able to do things that I, I had kind of written off at this point in my life. Like, well, I, I can't do that anymore and that's okay because I'm just a, a nice middle-aged lady now and that can't happen. 
And so I especially love as a teacher now when I have students and I'm trying to do some movements that maybe are a challenge. And I always try to tell people like when I see that frustration on their face, like let's stop for a minute. And I want you to remember how this feels to feel like I don't think I can do this because I'm telling you someday you will. Um, Someday these little moments you're going to say, oh, oh, I, I was able to complete that flow without stopping or without cussing in my head or whatever it might be. And, and this is the moment that you're going to savor someday. And so that's, that's something that I found all of a sudden to feel like, oh, I, I can do push-ups. Oh, I can do these things that I, I couldn't do previously. And, um, and to, to kind of find that at my age was really kind of fun. I just had a shirt idea. <gasps> what? That ship has not sailed. Oh, I love it. That's, that's, that's been my journey. Yeah. That's so cool. I think that is so inspiring. And I think so many people write so many things off and maybe there are limitations that prohibit people from doing certain things, but I think there are a lot of things that people write off just because they don't, I don't, I don't know. Why? You tell me. Well, so many reasons. I'm sure it's, you know, Feeling like you can't because that's what society has told you or feeling like you might be embarrassed or too nervous to try something and fail at it and not willing to go through the tough stuff to get better. I think after, especially when you have kids, your our bodies change so much. And then it's almost like you wake up one day and you're like, well, whose body am I in? I don't even know. I don't even know who I am anymore. And I think when you find these things that get you in tune with yourself again, it's like, oh my gosh, waking up this whole new beast that's just like ready to take on stuff if you're willing to work at it and, you know, get through the stuff that might be embarrassing or tough or make you want to curse someone out because that's where the good moments really are. And there are, um, there are people out there that their bodies are compromised now because of surgeries or because of injury or illness. And I had um, one client who I, I love so deeply. And the first time she came into the studio, I had to offer her my arm to assist her to walk from the, from the door back to the private room at a studio that I teach at. And I was, I was concerned and I was nervous. I knew she'd had hip replacements and knee replacements and, um, and then the pain of, of those experiences had really left her very immobile or so she thought. And so we had that first class where I I escorted her to the room and the next week I was waiting for her and I watched her walk through the door and walk herself back to the room. And I, I was like, I said, you know, what's going on? How are you doing? And she said that having that experience of, of that class made her feel more capable than she had been in the last 10 years and how that gave her a completely different mindset about herself and her body and how it, you know, it just, it, it changed her. And we worked together for, for several months. And I think just that the way it uplifted her knowing like, Oh, I can do things. Maybe I can't do everything, but there are ways to modify movement to make it accessible to all people. And that there's no reason to give up. Absolutely. I think your mind is the hardest thing to overcome. It's, I, I feel like I can't, I shouldn't, I don't want to, but I've never once done you, it before. Yes. Once you have that first little win or that change where it's like, Oh wait, maybe I can do this. Then it's like, 
boom, the world is your oyster and you can get out of your own way. Absolutely. Absolutely. And with Pilates, there are a million ways to modify every movement or to offer additional challenges for people that are ready for that. It's truly um, a very inclusive form of exercise. And I know sometimes if you were just to look on the internet or just to look on Instagram, and it can be a little intimidating, you see these beautiful bodies doing these incredible things. But um, the heart of it is that's not who who 99% of the people practicing Pilates are or what they look like or, or what that that movement means to them. Right. I think everyone has a different type of movement that they either have started with, say it's basketball or sports. And I've always said, I'm, I'm, not, I'm like a yoga dancer type. Like I feel like I want to be in tune with every part of my body, not just like one specific muscle group. So some, then when I try to do like a HIIT workout, it's like a whole different ball game. And I'm like, oh my gosh, my body is so not used to this. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes we get stuck in certain places and it's so nice to be able to move around to all different types of workouts and movement that we might not otherwise challenge ourselves to do. And then it gives you this whole roundedness, well-roundedness, I guess, within your body to be able to do all these different things. Yeah, I think it's that paradigm shift of changing how you think about yourself and how you think about your personal strength, physically yes. and mentally. Exactly. It's good for so many things that probably won't even get mentioned today. So just know that everybody should take it to the mat. <laughs> yeah, everyone should just not get stuck in their one one lane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I think that's why one of the reasons CB was really, really excited when I told her I'm going to start doing Pilates because, um, well, she just knows a lot more than I do about anatomy, but I am stuck in this place where I'm just on this bike. And Susan will say to me when we're doing something, you know, you're on the bike a lot. And so your body knows this and it, it needs, that's why we're doing this. She'll, she explains things to me based on what I tell her, which makes me feel so connected to the movement. And there's just so much intention behind it. Yeah. Just have to be willing to try. Yeah. So hopping over to just another little topic of community. You you said that community is very, very important. And so we wondered, how has community helped you grow? I, again, through the Pilates practice, through attending group classes, um, I made such wonderful friends. And first and foremost was my friend Barbara, who... Um, came up to me on that first day and introduced herself. And then every time I would come to class, she'd always say, come on, I saved the reformer right next to me for you. And she welcomed me in. And um, I find that in my uh, own classes that I teach. So I teach private lessons, but then I also teach group classes through Club Pilates here locally. And um, the friendships that have been formed there, people know whose kids are getting married. We know whose husband just got laid off. We know who's battling um, an illness and we support each other. We cheer each other on when we, we see people accomplishing great things. We compliment one another and it's just become a reason, more than a reason to keep coming back. I think um, when you're trying to start a new exercise program that um, sometimes we need all the reasons we can get to, to keep keep on keeping on. And so that non-judgmental friendship that has been formed um, is really irreplaceable. 
I totally agree. And when you have someone who's going in it with you, it's yes. so different, especially something physically and mentally, you know, not, I don't want to use the word draining, but trying and you're all in this thing together. You're all struggling, fighting through something, working towards something together. It bonds you like nothing else. I mean, like with dance or yoga, I'll be sobbing in the middle of a class and I'm like, oh, there's someone else crying over there. Like we're all experiencing these moments together. And it's such a beautiful thing because you're all in the same place where you might not otherwise have that in life. You might have your work friends or, you know, your kids, friends, moms, or whatever you find, which is great. But I think people don't realize how great that can be in their life and what it can add to their life beyond the physical side of it. Absolutely. And even, um, in my personal training that I do one-on-one with clients, it's a very intimate experience. Um, you know, you're one-on-one in a room with, with someone else as a Pilates instructor, there's a lot of touching that I do of, of adjusting your body position to, to maximize your effort to correct, um, the body position. And that's, that's very intimate as well, you know, to have that permission to, to touch somebody else. And so the space does intimate, it's intimate. That's the best word I can think of. It's, it's a close relationship. And we're talking about how do you feel? Where do you feel this? Do you have any discomfort? Do you have any pain? Does this feel good? Is this stretch providing relief? Is this, you know, is this challenge? Is this challenging enough for you? Would you like an additional challenge? Feeling creative, all of that. So that relationship is, it's, it's pretty awesome and it is pretty deep and I'm missing it so much right now. <laughs> yeah. It becomes a safe space, like a sacred space too, that then you trust this person here now you can open up to them about so many other things. And then I'm sure you end up being their therapist at the end of the day. <laughs> <they mind. laughs> yes, totally. It's very true. It really feels so good. Essentially the, the stretching aspect alone. Oh, I can't, we, we, let's not go there. Um, but yeah, I think community is obviously, it's what keeps people coming back to their, you know, their favorite grocery store. Right. You know, to top your all of absolutely. it. Absolutely. And it's it's chipping away at some some of the introverts in the world. I, I don't know what that's like, but I feel like just like having just one person that you look forward to seeing, I feel like it's just helping everybody become closer. And then also it's making us more aware now of of what a blessing the communities that we are a part of are because we can't see those people other than on a zoom call or well or and making us realize to put in that effort yeah that we can facetime our friends mm-hmm. i was just talking to casey about this like i don't have time to do that well no i do i just might not be making the time and just because we're in quarantine or not face to face with someone doesn't mean we can't build our relationships probably even stronger than we would if we just passed them at you know the coffee shop one day and had small talk you can actually dive in a little bit deeper right now if you really take the opportunity And I'm feeling that, you know, the people that reach out during these times that just send that message, say, how are you doing? How's your family? How, you know, it feels so good because you feel like, oh, you know, they really care. Yeah. Right. Because even though everybody's going through, yeah, like they really care about how you're going through the same thing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's so nice. 
Well, I love that. I'm, I've, I've been getting quite emotional over here. You've been seeing the Irish in me, I think. <laughs> um, okay. Um, all right, CB. Continue. Okay, continue. Um, well, we da- or touched on this earlier about being present in the moment with your breath, but how do you use being present in the moment and help your clients and help you know everyone see that living in this moment, what can it do for us? How can we get there when we're so far from it and bring it back to right now? I think that with the breath and just getting really inside your own body, and asking yourself, how am I feeling today? You know, we talked about, do I have neck pain? Do I have back pain? Oh, am I feeling better today? Did I get a good night's sleep? Um, What does my body need? Does it need a walk? Does it need to stretch? Does it need, do I need a big old glass of water? Do I need to feel some sunshine on my skin? What do I need right now? Where am I right now? Um, And, um, Joseph Pilates famously said that um, change happens through movement and movement heals. And I believe that. And I, I feel like I've felt that in uh, that healing in all aspects of my life, not just my physical body. And um, I think we all need some healing right now. And so I'm suggesting movement as, as, a, as a little uh, momentary uh, cure. I completely agree. I think... Anytime you move your body, you feel better and you get out of your head in this future, past, worry, anxious state. It's just, I'm going to focus on this right now. I'm going to focus on my body moving. I'm going to focus on my body, you know, drinking this water. It's such a huge thing that I think we really take for granted a lot. I was talking to Susan before this about neck pain after a neck injury I had three years ago. And, you know, I was just like, oh. It's a bad day for my neck instead of how can I actually get to the root of this and fix these problems instead of just stiffening up and just holding myself very tightly together for the day. No, I need to move through this. I need to work through this. And when you feel like you can't move, you feel trapped. You feel mentally, me at least, horrible, (laughs) just horrible. And that feeling it's worth all the movement in the world to remind yourself to go and take a walk the next day because you can. So I think having that reminder is so, so big. Yeah. I think we're all pacing around our homes kind of like caged animals. And, um, Mm -hmm. it's, uh, there's just still so much that we can do. There's still so much movement that we, that is to be had. Even if you're, um, a beginner, if you're new to movement of any type, you know, with um, the internet, people are turning to our new technology to really find voices out there that are showing us how. And I know that there are hundreds of, of free tutorials of videos that you can watch, even if we're not a member of a gym previously. I know a lot of these, you know, small gym owners are very concerned right now with um, the economy and they're losing clients. People are dropping their their memberships, things like that. But you could still join. And I know, for example, like our local club Pilates, they are offering resources. Teachers are teaching live classes. We're still trying to be in, in touch with our members to um, offer them ways to continue to move their bodies. Yeah. I think the worst thing we can do right now is to become stagnant and contained and bottled up and not 
you know, take care of ourselves. We're sitting in front of our iPhones reading these articles and mentally just making our minds a war zone, truly. And instead, I'm going to put my phone down. I just need to shut that all off and focus on, I need to just go outside. I need to take some breaths. I need to drink my dang celery juice. (laughs) Feel just good right now because everything else is making me want to feel bad if I give into it, if that makes any sense. Yeah. And even if you feel like you can't do it for yourself, I think our kids are watching us and we've got this really, really awesome opportunity right now to be modeling for our children how to deal with stress, how to deal with anxiety, how to deal with depression. And I think that there is a few things better than our kids hearing us say, I am feeling X, Y, Z. You know what? I'm going to go outside and take a walk. Who wants to come with me? You know, I think even if that's your motivation is I want to show my children a healthy way to be dealing with right now. Absolutely. I have told all of you guys, my anxiety is just creeping up lately. And I've been very, in the past, I would kind of bury it down. I don't want to tell my kids I'm anxious. I don't want to tell my kids how I'm feeling, but they sense all that stuff anyways. So instead, I'm like, I need to go take a bath. I need to go for a walk. Join me and let's work through this together. And do you have any other techniques you could give our audience with so many people are feeling anxious right now? So many people are feeling stress. Is there anything, obviously our breath work and movement, but anything specific that we can be doing to help ourselves? Um, I think, you know, touching back on the community. I think um, we cannot become isolated. I think that talking with your friends, reaching out, asking for help, that's one of the most humbling human things we can do because um, I I think it also allows the people around us to then turn to you and say, okay, you know what? I need help too, or I'm struggling with this. So I think between being in the moment, breathing, moving your body and maintaining your community of people, reach out, be creative, find new wonderful ways to show people you're thinking about them, that you care about them. Even if it's, you know, Amazon, <laughs> sending an Amazon box full of jelly beans or something to a friend, like there are simple things that we can do to really maintain our relationships right now. I completely agree. I had a girlfriend who we were texting and we were both talking about how we're feeling extra anxious right now. And I just, instead of texting her back, I picked up the phone and called her. Yeah. And she just burst out crying. And she was like, I need, I needed this. I needed to hear your voice, talk to someone and get through this. And I said the same thing. I feel so much better having actually talked to you and not just read a text on my phone. Right. So really going there because it's going to make everyone's life so much better right now. Mm -hmm. I think this is such a unique time and I really think something wonderful and amazing is going to come from it. And so I think we need to really be leaning into our our truest, sincerest self right now. And that's how we're going to make something really great out of this. We're going to be sincere, to be, um, to be humble, to be empathetic to other people. And you pick up the phone. You make that phone call. Even though I know, isn't it so funny, but in today's time, like, Calling people feels like an imposition. And yes. And yet if a friend called you, wouldn't you be like, oh, I just wanted your voice. Thank you. Yes. And you walk away from it feeling refreshed and just 
light. Like, oh my gosh, I have someone that I could just talk to right now and I feel so much better. And you guys, if you don't have someone that you feel comfortable enough just picking up the phone and talking to, I mean, we have our Facebook group right now just full of people who want to find joy right now, who want to find connection. Colleen and I have said this, we met online. Like, don't <laughs> discount those people that you might be friends with online and then really dive in and start a friendship with them because that could change your whole life. It really could, you guys. <laughs> it really could. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's that's the best. Well, I feel like yeah. we we kind of touched on mental health, but right now things are for some people it's, you know, just another day because this is what they're used to. They're they have young children or maybe they work from home anyway or or maybe people adapt better, but for some people it, it's uncomfortable. So I think taking care of of your body is equally important as taking care of your mental state. That's why I like Pilates so much because I think it it does both of those things. Mm-hmm. Would you is that true? Absolutely. Um, mind body. I talked earlier that there are six principles to Pilates, and another one is mind body connection. And so, one of the the amazing things I learned is how often pain shows up in one area of your body, but it's really due to um, an injury somewhere else or a dysfunction somewhere else. And I think the same thing is happening now with our mental health. You know, it's manifesting in different ways. You know, some of us bite off all our fingernails or whatever it might be. And and it's because of something a little bit deeper. I 1000% agree. Yeah. And that's uncomfortable sometimes. It's so uncomfortable to sit with and work through. this. These three weeks, guys, I've talked about anxiety so much these three weeks because it's a daily thing right now. And I just know I'm going to be better off working through this and not putting a bandaid on it. Like I'm going to use my toolbox that I've referenced in the past. (laughs) And then even more, I'm, I've never read, well, I should say not read, listen to more books than over this quarantine. I am absorbing information that can help me. So there's an endless amount of information. I mean, I'm not suggesting going and Googling all of your symptoms because that will probably send you down a real dark rabbit hole. (laughs) But there's an endless amount of books and podcasts and topics and people to talk to that can really help you through what you're going. And I think also sometimes when we are feeling, for me, when I'm feeling me, let me talk about me, when I'm feeling anxious, when I'm feeling depressed, I find that my focus is how do I stop feeling this way? What will get me out of this? What will get me somewhere else that I want to be? And perhaps we need to stop and breathe and say, whew, I am anxious right now. Feeling a little jittery in my tummy. I'm feeling physical shakes in my hands. I'm biting the inside of my lip. You know, like getting right there. Here is where I am right now. And then saying to myself, of course I'm feeling this way. Of course I am. It's kind of normal to feel this way right now. And I'm okay that's okay that I'm feeling this way. You know, it would be weird for me to be doing cartwheels down the street and, you know, like that's, that's not normal. What I'm feeling is normal and that's okay. 
What about the people who want to do cartwheels going down the street? <laughs> do, do those cartwheels. Do those cartwheels. You know, I think mm-hmm. so much judgment comes um, and self-judgment comes when we start saying, I'm anxious, I'm depressed, I'm, oh, you know, and then the shame comes instead of saying, well, okay, this is where I'm at right now. And it makes sense that I'm here right now because there's a lot of turmoil all around me. And so that's, it's okay that this is where I'm at right now. Yeah. I won't feel like this. And then I'm going to look back just like with me and my pushups, or, you know, I'm going to look back at this moment someday when I no longer feel this way. Yeah. So it's do the things today that the tomorrow you will thank you for mentality, but also don't be so, maybe be more gentle with yourself. Don't be so hard on yourself. Let yourself go through these things. I think CB and I think that our first step on our journey of but first be kind is to know yourself. And this is, there is never going to be, well, hopefully, a time like this again where we can get to know ourselves better than we are able right now. I mean, there's there's really just, I mean, you have other options, obviously, but we hope that everybody will take this opportunity to connect with, with getting to know themselves because we change so much and without sometimes even acknowledging that we're changing and then we don't, we lose touch with, you know, who we are. And so it's important to do that, I think. And I think sometimes we age and we don't even know who we were to begin with. Like we have to (laughs) dig deep under conditioning and all these other things that we've grown up with to be like, okay, who is that person inside of me that I never really got to know? I just, kind of molded into different phases of life and let's figure out, let's get to know that person, like really get to know, not just I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I'm a business owner, I'm a whatever you want to be that day. Like who's the person really inside? Mm-hmm. Take care of that person. It's kind of exciting. Totally. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it really is. I, I just really quickly. And then I know we can probably wrap things up with like a nice breath. But I I am I say this in different capacities and to different people. God gave me a brain where I I don't sit too long in one place and I'm on to the next thing and I'm just wired that way, but so it's actually a struggle for me to be somewhere intentionally, but when I spend that time with you Susan and then now that I'm not, but I think about what are the important things to do? And especially with breathing, it is, it really, really is helping the mental state that I didn't even know was bad before. Like I, because I'm always on to the next thing and I don't, I don't give myself that time or I guess that luxury. So this has been good. And I feel like a lot of people, I mean, between the hilarious memes and quotes and things floating around out there and then getting to know your true self, I feel like we're all just going to come out of this way better and we can all just go get margaritas together. Oh, I can't wait for that. Yeah. And CS, I do want to say, I think it's hard for everyone to sit with themselves in the present moment, to just sit with your breath and like meditation or anything, just really being present, our lives are filled with things to take us out of that. Our lives are filled with dings and vibrates and kids and TV and noise constantly. And so being able to sit in that with yourself is literally a battle. But once you can 
do it and force yourself like my mind's going away bring it back my mind's going away bring it back my breath's going away bring it back that's where the magic is but it's not easy at all so I would not think that that it should be well that makes me feel better about myself so thank you so much I I didn't feel bad but you know what I mean our world is made to keep us our attention span very very short right now (laughs) So really trying really hard to work at it. Yeah. So yeah, I want I want everybody to be able to find Susan. Well, first of all, she's just cute as a button. Yes. So you need to know her. But um, I she just has little nuggets of wisdom that she puts out there that I feel like, you know, we should just be following along with people who make us happy and bring us positivity and radiate joy. And that's what she does. So we will make sure and – direct people to how they can be your virtual friend in our show notes. And I think it's just important if you walk away with nothing, maybe you got some laundry done while you listened, or maybe you got from A to Z or whatever, but the breath I think for me is the most important thing, especially right now. And so would, would you guys agree or am I wrong? Absolutely. I think the three breath movement, community. I think that was such a good takeaway to get through this time right now. Bingo. And after this time too, guys. Like, yeah. Really. Forever and ever. Amen. That's the hope. Yes. That's the hope. And we came up with some t-shirt ideas today, guys. <laughs> totally. And, and Susan's going to go watch Frozen 2. Yes. <laughs> and I'm going to watch Frozen 2. I have not seen it. Thank you so much, Susan, for sharing Thank all of your you insight know. and wisdom oh and Hopefully everyone is encouraged to work on these things and maybe give Pilates a try while we're at home right now. Absolutely. Thanks, ladies. Thank you, Susan.